Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast, bringing you encouragement and challenging believers to spiritual change and growth by applying biblical principles to everyday life. And now your hosts, Sasso Mendez and Ben Ariano. Welcome everybody to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is episode number 52. 52. I'm here with my good friend and faithful servant in the faith, Sasso Mendez. And today we've got Heather back by popular demand. Heather, welcome back. Hello, hello. That's Thank awesome. you for having me. Heather has a plethora of notes in front of her. Uh, <laughs> Not just notes, but dude, they're like color-coded notes. I know. <laughs> like, there's some cool colors in there. I like the purples and the teals, and there's some pink. Green. Yeah, I tried to color-code it, and then I noticed that I diverted from the plan, so... Is there a purpose for the color coding? Or? Um, it was it was so different definitions from like so the Bible, and then the, this came from somewhere else, and then I noticed that I kind of stopped doing that. <laughs> well, and and, and they're and they're handwritten notes, yeah. like like I'm a digital guy, so I've got my notes right here on my nice little you know document, but that's handwritten. That's that's some good stuff right there. It took bro. some time. I tend to be able to abs- like absorb things better if I. Not only read, but write it, and if I, I have to like do the whole shebang, otherwise it doesn't stick. Yeah. It, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Diane and I were just talking about this just a, earlier today, actually, and she does the same thing. She writes everything. She's like, it's weird. I write the verses down because it helps me remember. I'm like, yeah, that's supposed to, I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is college, right? A big test yeah. or something. Yeah. I write out my notes. and Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's, it's smart. I said the best thing to do is right after the lecture, right after classes to take write your notes down and... It's hard to write the notes down after yeah, lecture, though, if you I'd sleep like, if you sleep through the lecture, though. Yeah, true. I learned how to sleep. And this is funny. I, I learned how to sleep in college without nodding my head, bro. I didn't, I didn't bob and weave. I just... I you didn't fall, do a Tom Annie? No. I'd TC? Fall, I'd fall asleep, and my neck would stay straight, bro, and just... I'd stay like that. I don't know how I did it. I didn't snore. I didn't make a no- noise. I just... I just slept. No, Craig, like... I wasn't... No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bro. Woo. <laughs> I don't that know if you remember that, but uh, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, pretty scary. Straight flat line, bro. Yeah. Not yeah. good. Not good. Not good at all. But uh, hey, so uh, man, so mariachis, mariachis. What are your thoughts, man? I, th- I thought it was really good. I don't know that I'd go five <laughs> like Heather, uh, but it's really good. I mean, I had the, Cal- I hate to say it because California, um, but like you sent me a clip today, California needs the Lord too, right? Uh, but it was good. Yeah. Uh, carne asada, um, pico de gallo, potatoes. I think that's it, right? And like some bread sauce, chile. Fl- flaming hot cheese. red sauce. You know, I didn't taste a lot of cheese in there, which will do me well later in the night. You know what I mean? So <laughs> oh my goodness. it won't be <laughs> processing it. Yeah, like, hey, we're going to the bathroom. No, we're not. Yes, you're going. Okay, okay, okay. okay. You, know, you obey. You know? <laughs> You got two minutes. <laughs> Clock starts now. So, yeah. that's. But I didn't taste the cheese in there, but I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, I had the uh, carne asada burrito, and it was just asada and, and uh, pico and um, guacamole. So what's the difference? You just had guacamole? And no mine? fries. No fries. No fries. Okay. Yeah. You didn't get the crisp. No. I wanted pure meat. I just wanted meat. And uh, it was good, dude. That, but that red sauce, bro. Like I, I can eat hot stuff. But that that red sauce had me sweating a little bit. I mean, I felt sweat. Pretty like you're in the sauna. Like, I, don't, I don't know if I still got some, you know, 
wet spots under the armpit there. I don't know. If, I know. For those, for those in YouTube land, I don't know if you saw that. The restaurant's about two miles from in and out, but you brought it to us. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, woo. Well, I think we all had onion tonight, so yeah. it, it's it's probably uh, pretty odorific in, in our podcast studio tonight. Like, like oh it gets so goodness. hot, you got to count four ribs down and go to deodorant all the way down in the middle of the bicep. I mean, that's how bad this wet was. It's pretty bad. You know what I mean? But it was good. It was actually really good. I would definitely- You burn calories. I would definitely go back. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to go. I, I want to try the uh, street tacos. So Heather had the street tacos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look how, good. How was that? I mean, I I love them. And you had and you had the adobada. That's yeah. so. How did you like that? Uh, I love it. That's the two meats that I always get there. Okay, which so who did carne, you get? Carne asada and adobada. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I, see your favorite there, but uh, they had carnitas though, bro. Yeah, it's good. Which What's your good? favorite? Uh, Al pastor, mm-hmm. which is marinated pork, which is real similar to the adobada. I think the adobada is uh, marinated beef, um, but. That is good. I really do like Alibaba too. But carnitas. I don't know that I've had that. It's good. I went to a restaurant last night with Larry, and I think um, you know you would like it because it had sour cream with cheese on top of the burrito. They called it cream cheese, but we all know it's sour cream cheese. It was doing work work on me last night. I regretted getting it to be honest, but um, yeah. But where was that from? Uh, that's another bad thing. Ahuals. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to Ahu-Wals. like Larry's from Compton. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't know Mexican food. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe soul food, but not good. Yeah, he knows about violence, but not about uh, soul food. Not, not, not about yeah. Mexican food. Not Mexican food, yeah. yeah but it's his birthday today, so <laughs> I don't want to, like, you know, say no. But, it, I mean, it was good for what it was. It's good. Yeah. But yeah, I think tonight was better than last night. I'll just I don't know. The more, dangerous the, <laughs> like, the more dangerous the neighborhood, the better the tacos is what I heard. There might be some truth to that. I do like there, there's some hole in the wall places where it's just some good. Like me and Chuck used to go to some taco spot in Glendale, or maybe it was Phoenix, but it was in a like super shady like neighborhood. Like, I mean, it, I don't just say that lightly. It was a pretty shady neighborhood, and even you go in and it was like pretty like a shanty little place or whatever. But dude, the the carnitas there, bro. Oh man, they were pretty good, pretty legit. And you would see like all these like business professionals walking in. I mean, they're white collar workers coming in, and I'm thinking. Bro, you, you realize you're you're in the hood, bro. Like, <laughs> but man, it was the Ponza speaks, and I don't know. And I, I, I haven't been there, and I think this was pre-COVID when we went. So I think I don't know that they survived COVID. I mean, it's it's the kind of place where you walked out, and I'm not joking. Like, there's a gar- there's a there was a garbage. Uh, what do you call them? The big uh, dumpster. Dumpster. Mm-hmm. And there's a dude. Like, I don't know if he was dead or if he was OD'd or what. I mean, he was just laying. Like, yeah. I mean, it was just it was pretty ghetto, bro. The lady that cuts my hair said there's a taco place on 40, 35th and Union Hills. Have you been there? 35th? Right inside the gas station. Oh, yes. <laughs> she said it's really good. I don't know. And the name of it's pretty funny, too. I, I don't think I can say that on the, Is that with the, P or on what? the podcast. No, it's, it's not that one. <laughs> oh, not that one. That one was bad, too. I was like, man. Bro. Ben's sending me bad bro. words via via text. And so we're driving by. We're, we're rolling like 7th Street in, in Union Hills. And I look over. There's this taco shop, and and it's it's named it it's like it's a bad word in Spanish. Yeah, actually, it's not a bad word. I learned that it's really not a bad word, but the way that we that you use it in the context, it, it it's a bad word. Mm. Um, but I had to go by and take a picture of it because I thought it was so hilarious. Like I would never have thought somebody would name their taco shop that. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, but it was pretty hilarious. But yeah, this other one over here on 35th and Union, it's kind of like that. It's not as bad, but I don't think I could say that on the podcast. But is it? Have you been there? I, you know what? I have been there, but I was, when I went to order the tacos, the tacos were like three or four bucks a taco. I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to spend that much on a taco. I mean, even Tacos Tijuana is like 
two two and chain, two fifty, two seventy five, but for three or four bucks a taco. No, thank you. I think if Heather had the four minis and a drink for like ten something, right? Something yeah. like that. It was like I think it was ten forty nine. Does the smalls fill you up? Uh, I could eat more. Are you content? You're discontent. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> you cut yourself off. Yeah, was it's, it? It's good. Was it three or four? Four. That was four. Okay, well, that's that's. Yeah, it's pretty reasonable. The, I think. Yeah, you got I just, soda too. it tastes good, yeah. so I could eat more. But <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. That's where Becca's like the first couple of bites are all you need. I'm like, yeah, I do not know you, woman. <laughs> get get behind me. Why do you need to eat more? Because this is good, you know. Yeah. Continued satisfaction. Yeah, but we did go to Guadalajara's and had the pariada. Ooh, when was this? Sunday for Nate because he went. He hadn't been since he's been home. Oh man, and he left. But. Yeah. Been craving that. It's yeah. That's, I think we gotta take David. It's pretty good. Um, called the pariada. Heather probably like it. Too. It's a pile of meat. Is basically what it is. Pile of meat. Give you some tortillas. You make little mini burritos out of it. It's legit. I mean, they gave you beans and rice too, right? Mm-hmm. They're pretty skimpy on the beans and rice, bro. Really? I don't know if there's a shortage or COVID part two is coming. I don't know. Right. Pretty disappointed. Uh, Not enough to give me gas. That's how little they gave me. Oh my god! It's funny. It's funny because the prices don't reflect that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, they charge yeah, yeah. you more and they give yeah. you less. It's Fifty-nine bucks for the patia. You know what I mean? Wow! How much? Fifty-nine bucks? Sixty. 60. Oh, at least that, because me, and my dad, and Rebecca. But Rebecca doesn't eat a whole lot, so me, and my dad, and Nate pretty much smashed it. Oh, so it, you bought it for the four of you guys? I bought it for three with four plates. Okay. And Kate was just on the side, or what? She likes um, enchiladas. She got the roll tacos. This roll time. tacos. Yeah. Okay. She she don't like meat. Oh, bro. She's weird. And I don't even know if she's mine. That pile of meat. <laughs> I question it every day. <laughs> but yeah, it's the carnitas, carnesada, and tripas. I don't know if you like tripas mm-hmm. or not. I don't even know what that is. I'm just going to pretend well, like I know what you're guys talking you about. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. cool. Don't, don't Google it here. <laughs> we'll explain it to you later. Yeah. I, um, think, I think it was good, though. Um, yeah. Then went to B-dubs today, too. Okay. Some of my chicken... I was going to send you a picture, but I don't want to complain. But they're pretty small. These chickens skip leg day, like me. They were not cage-free, <laughs> chi- they were not cage-free chicken. They were caged chickens. Mm-hmm. They, they did not get to roam around. And- no, they did not. It was very disappointing. And the service was subpar. That's, that's pretty disappointing. They told me to order on the table because they were short service. I'm like, all right. Only one tea refill. Wow. Yeah, I waited 10 minutes and nobody came by. Ouch. Like like I was in high school with girls, just did nobody you? came by. I kept looking. <laughs> hey, did you no. did you tip them? Did you tip no them? looks. You know what? I I had already scanned to do my order, and it let me pay and everything. So I said, if I can, you know, I can just pay right now and leave because I had a one o'clock appointment. And then the girl that I was supposed to have one o'clock appointment said, "Oh, I I can't make it till one ten. And then at one o one, she says, "Okay, I'm available now." And I'm like, "I'm in the parking lot at B does. I'm like, oh, I'll be right there." So it's weird. She's a new employee, right? She's a new peer and she wanted to watch me work. I'm like, Hmm. awkward. So I answered her questions. Yeah. She's from another insurance company. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. New employee. Yeah. She's another manager. So yeah. My friend Paul got an interview back at, oh, wow. But all in house <laughs> mentorship. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming, bro. <laughs> so I don't know if he's going to get a job or not. But, uh, and then I ate two times at work uh, this week. So my salad is for, to make up for tonight. And then uh, Pastor George and I had healthy healthy option on Tuesday. Nine bucks for the both of us. Wow. Pretty cheap. Nice. Because our work pays half. 
So if yeah. you eat healthy, they pay half your meal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, very nice. Well, we went to, we, Diane and I went to, I keep pronouncing it wrong. David corrects me on it. It's Venezia. I say Venezia. It's Venezia or something like that. I don't know. But we went there last Saturday. Pretty good, you know, New York style pizza. And uh, we watched, uh, oh, we were watching some of the UFC fights there. And um, oh. well, we, we watched the rest of them here at the house. And yeah, it was a pretty good fight. But anyway, uh, I know that uh, Heather and David hit uh, Venezia. Uh, at 11.34 p.m. on a Friday night after FTL. Next week's topic, gluttony. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, mercy. But yeah, that, uh, that pizza's pretty Don't good. Don't feed the flesh. It's pretty, it's pretty good, bro. I mean, you know, you have borrows. And it's a par pizza. It's okay. Yeah, it's good for it, what it is. You know, yeah. but... Uh, Medium, but, middle of the road. But Venezia is definitely, it's definitely up there. I don't know that I'd say it's the best, but it's up there. It's pretty good. Would you like it better than NYPD? Yes, we digress. We probably should get into some content here. Yeah, we should. All right, well, Sorry. before we get into the content, I just want to encourage you guys to visit us at AbundantLifeDebt.fm and uh, check out our show notes. We have resources there, and we will probably add mariachis to our uh, taco list, our five-star or four-star, whatever we decide to rate it at, you know, rest, do, yeah. restaurant resources. We do a median rating after three, four yeah. votes here. Yeah, so... Yeah. You follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, which we do a terrible job. I'm just thinking about it now. We do a terrible job at our social media. We need a social media manager. You're doing good, though, on the Abundant Live. You, you are posting some things. I there. try when I remember. You know, if, if any of our listeners out there would love to like to do social media management for Abundant Life, would you reach out to me? You can go to my website. Go to the website, AbundantLife.fm. Click on the contact button on the upper right-hand corner and uh, send us a message. I would and be careful what taco photos you take and post on there, please. Run that by us. Thanks. I don't want to get in trouble. Exactly. My mom, she's get on me. I didn't know mom promise. Well, today we've got uh, we've got Heather back in the studio, and we're going to be talking about sanctification. Our episode title is titled "Behold, I Am a New Creature in Christ." And if you guys knew Sasso, he is the behold guy. And uh, he puts the emphasis, and he'll probably talk about this later in the podcast, why he puts the emphasis on the behold. Um, I believe that is our key verse. And so what I'm going to do is kick us off with the Webster's 1828, which is sanctification. The, the definition for sanctification is the act of making holy. And we do know that holy means to set apart. And Sasso, I think you've got our key verse. I do. Second Corinthians five seventeen. We say this every week at Freedom the Last. It's part of our motto, part of our, our new creature reality is the technical term that we would use. And the Bible says, therefore, if any and brother Jeff posted this today in the chat. Yep. Uh, he yep. said, "Love you, brothers." I, I didn't respond. I forgot. I was running and I saw it. I didn't respond. So sorry, Jeff. I'll get back to you. Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen says, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and I think of you, the baptism there, right? Old things as they dunk you are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. And that is the new creature reality that we recite at Freedom That Lasts every Friday night. Um, when it comes to sanctification, though, there's there's kind of different definitions, right? There's three types of sanctification. There's your positional sanctification, your progressive sanctification, your final sanctification. So positional be, would be when you get saved. You are set apart you're saved from, from the wrath, right? I mean, you're, you're now, in, you're the, that's when you will become the new creature in Christ. And then you have, um, you have the progressive sanctification, which is, it's, it's the process of, of growing in maturity and being changed into the image of Christ. We're, we're growing as Christians right now. At least that's, that's ho- the goal. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we're growing, right? I mean, 
some some grow faster than others, you know, uh, you know, but the idea is that we are growing. And then you have you have the final sanctification, the graduation day when we we go to be with the Lord, whether that's through, you know, we were talking about the rapture earlier or if you go because the Lord has taken you, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it's just your time. Um, but so that's where God truly removes all things from you, right? He takes away all sin desires at the sanctification and, completion. And man, I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to that day, bro. I get sick of my sin. Uh, Diane and I were just talking about this today. It's just the patience that the Lord has with us because I get sick of my own sin. Like I, I do the same. I'm like the dog that goes to eat his vomit. I do the same dumb things over and over. I go, I guess that's the definition of insanity, right? You do the same yes. thing over and over and over and expect a different result, but praise the Lord that he's, he's patient with me. Um, but, but yeah, so, so really what we want to talk about today is this growth. Um, you know, we had Heather on the show last week and she shared her, her, uh, just really awesome, uh, testimony of how she, how she got saved and how she's just been growing. And, and, and that's what we want to talk about a little bit more today. We want to focus in on that, on that progressive sanctification where we're just, we're growing in maturity. I've got a couple of verses here. First Peter one, 15 through 16, it says, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. And man, that's a tall order because we're sinners. It's, it's hard. Um, we, we don't always obey. We don't always, um, follow the Lord's commands and yet his command is to be holy because he is holy. We are to be made in his image or, or, or changed into his image. And I mean, I go back to the message on Sunday, right? Where he talked about the first seven verses of Proverbs one, right? And he says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And there's a devotional cooking in my head for this verse here, but um, I'll see that later. But anyway, um, just how he talks about fearing the Lord and people look at, you know, f- fear of maybe, I don't know if, I mean, I had a healthy fear of my parents. Um, I talked about that freedom of the last, right? The stick, you know, jingling in the cabinet and, um, you know, I scanned my brain for any sin I did. And, uh, people always think of like love as something that is, um, you know, hearts and emojis and hugs and kisses and X's and O's. <laughs> But sometimes love comes in a different form of mm, um, yes. chastisement yes. and um, correction. Mm-hmm. And because I love you, I'm going to correct you. Because like you have kids, right? Your kids are growing. You have uh, quite a you know, you know, bountiful family there. Um, and my daughter too, right? I care about her. And there's times where I say no, right? Because I care about you or I tell you you're headed this way. Um, and I think that's part of the sanctification process is knowing God's love and fearing him. And just like Pastor talked about in our Sunday school class, he said, when you, in the interim, you don't do things because you're fearful of getting spanking or getting mm-hmm. chastised by the Lord. As you mature, right, you're fearful of losing your relationship with God, yes. your connection, your closeness. I was talking to a brother last night, and um, you know, we were discussing some things, and I say, I know if, I live in, if I'm living in sin, right, it's just habitual sin that I know of, and I'm not correcting it. I don't have anything to give on a Friday night, right? I don't have anything to give in my group. I don't have anything to give as a friend. I don't have anything to give as a husband yep. Um, yep. because I'm depleted of, I have nothing as a person, Sasso in himself to give anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm walking with the Lord, I can share things 
that God's working in my life, the wisdom that he gives, the knowledge. Um, so when, we, when we're not, you know, growing in the sanctification process, we are actually have nothing to give the lost world that they desperately need from a sanctified or, you know, the process of sanctification of a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Heather, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I just, uh, well, he already hit on one of the verses that I was looking at, which is the Hebrews 12.10, which is they disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. And um, how do you do that, right? Like you have to, like you said, it's the it's a personal relationship. Um, sanctification, I feel, is the, so it's, obviously the process of being freed from sins and you you have to be willing and wanting to though like really wanting to seek god and seek a relationship with him and with a but not like a like we've talked about before like a checklist it's not like a checklist it's it's because we really seek to be pleasing in the lord's eyes because we we love and out of obedience, like love is a byproduct of like the obedience falls into there because I mean, we want to please the Lord, not it's not for our, an accomplishment or a pat on the back or in, in the commandments are to love God and, and love your neighbor as yourself. And in order to help others too, or to come to Christ and to know Christ, you got to show Christ as well. I mean, and that's a, that's a big, that's a, like a huge thing. And for me, I liked Acts 26, um, 18. I felt like it kind of encompasses the whole, whole as a whole to open their, it says to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Um, and this is Paul talking to the Gentiles, which is us. Yeah. Non-Jews. Right. When I when I when I wasn't walking with Christ, you know, you you're blinded, right? You're it's I was searching for for freedom, but from myself, like okay, like and that's not it never it never it never panned out. <laughs> yeah, well, you wonder why? Yeah. It's because <laughs> I can't I can't give that to myself and I feel like um you have to you have to be especially if you're not raised in like amongst people who are no Christ or even are remotely religious in any 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 of the sense i think you have to seek well and a lot of people don't just don't realize or maybe they're ignorant of it and they they don't know where to go well the bible would be that place and as you're reading the bible it's the holy spirit's work that can illuminate the sins that we are struggling with. Cause sometimes I know as me being in my walk without Christ, there are some sins that I felt like I was just, it was just, I was accustomed to like, it was just the way it was. That's just the way I learned things. And so it, it illuminates you to, Oh wow, that, that I, sh-, it convicts you. But then on our part, we're supposed to participate in that. It's not just the sanctification process. It's not just, obtaining the knowledge and then just reciting it or something it's when you feel that pull at in your heart and you are reminded of those things 
are you taking your active, am I taking my active participation in being obedient in that? Like, if, I, if I'm going to wrong, if I sin against someone, someone or God, it's the, it, that calls for the washing of the feet. Um, where you go to, you go to Christ, you gotta, you, you pray, you repent and you ask God for, you know, forgiveness and the strength and the wisdom to, to apply. Because sometimes, you know, like I find I can't, I can't, I can't do it on my own. Like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm weak and I need, my dependence is on the Lord and I need to, I have to go to him. I have to seek him. When our when my eyes are not on him, his word is not. I'm not feeling that presence. It's like you become numb to it because it's so easy to just. Especially with being, um, I feel like I'm a baby Christian, <laughs> like in the sense where you know, like I'm I'm still learning and I'm still growing and I'm still obtaining that relationship, that closeness with Christ. Um, that it's it's easy. To just be like, oh, I'm just so overwhelmed. I just, I can't, I can't do my, I can't do my reading today. And what always happens is I end up falling into sin easily. I can, I, I hurt the ones around me. It's easy for me to be filled with anxiousness and, and I act in anger and things like that. But when you're in, in God's word, you're in active fellowship with him. You have to know Christ and, and, it's not just knowledge. It's it's you're walking with him. You're applying what you're you're seeing, what you're feeling, and what you're reading. To me, that's a that's, um, it takes action on our part. It's not just not just like God's just going to reveal it one day. I feel like a lot of people just want to. I, I hear a lot. And it, it grieves my heart because like I I I was like this at a time too. It's like you want. God to, to show you his will. Oh, if only I knew what God needed me to do in this situation, what would God have me do? Or why is God doing this? Or, you know, and it's like you, you're waiting for, a, a um, an app apparition or like some like mystical ghost or to appear and to tell you or to give you or to make you feel certain things. But how are you to know if you want to know, then read. Go to the Bible and read. Amen. The two lips of God, right? Old Testament, New Testament. Amen. Is the mouth. Let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll continue our discussion. Hello, I'm Pastor Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You can't change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom at Last is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addiction. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. Please join us. For more information, please visit us online at GetVictoryToday.com. That's GetVictoryToday.com. And we're back. <laughs> that was a long break. Yeah, that was like, a long break. Yeah. <laughs> I'm refreshed. <laughs> no power nap. So, and I, you know what, Heather, just what you're talking about, um, it makes a lot of sense, right? So it's, it's like we have, we have a bent towards sin. We have a bent toward the world. And, and we tend to want to go that direction and fill our mind with things of the world, the trinkets of this world, as Paul Washer would say. 
and and we're not filling our minds with his word and it's like your blog post today was talking about transformers which is cool you can do the oh uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah that's funny that. i didn't see that video before you did, but yeah it's pretty funny and um but yeah so we're to be transformed in our minds but how do you do that well you have to fill it with something good you have to fill it with truth you have to fill it with god's word um you know fill it with a, a good sermon you know with Good, good Christian music that has good Christian lyrics, um, you know. But we're too busy filling our brains with garbage on TV and social media and news, and you know the list goes on. I mean, we spiritual oil change, right? Yeah, and, and we're bent toward that. We that's the kind of stuff that we spent more time on. I mean, I spend more time on social media than I do on, in scripture sometimes, and that's just that's terrible. It's horrible. No wonder I have garbage in my mind, and no wonder. Like Heather said, I'm feeling like I don't want to be in the word or I feel I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling or I'm, I'm having issues with whatever. But it's because of what I'm filling my, my, my mind with. What am I filling my mind with? So it's very important to be to be in the scriptures and be filling your your mind. And, you know, I, it's interesting. The I, I was reading a, an article about sanctification and whether or not the process of sanctification is in act is active or passive when it comes to like, is it? Is it passive, like, or is it really active? Like, should I be actively doing something? And I think it's both, right? I think there's there's two sides to it, right? Because we should we should be passively trusting God to sanctify us, to guide us, to give us wisdom, to, um, and, and it's through His Word, right? We're, we're reading His Word and, and getting and getting wisdom. We're praying for wisdom. We're going through a, a series in Proverbs right now with Pastor and. And wisdom is, is huge. Like we should be asking God for wisdom in every facet of our life. Like I started asking God for wisdom in my business and it's like, whoa, bro, like how about you ask for some wisdom in your marriage? How about you ask for some wisdom as a father, as a, as a brother in Christ, as, as a, not just as a business owner, like, like you need wisdom in every facet of your life. And, and then there's the active, um, you know, role in this where we should be living in obedience. Um, it's the whole First Peter 1, 5 through 7, which we read it, freedom that lasts for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. And so, and, and I just think it's, it's both, it's passive and active and, and um, we, should, we should be actively being sanctified, but also passively trusting the Lord through his word. I think what Heather said, just as we read God's word, right? John 17, 17 says, sanctify them through, you know, through thy truth, thy word is truth. And I had, you know, David was talking to us at dinner. We were all talking, kind of talking about the news, right? And we don't know with AI, what's even what's speeches, true. right? Right. What's true. Chat GPT, where it's not even somebody's thought process they put into a system. Um, and my life is not changed by a debate, right, from a presidential candidate. My life is not changed by a political podcast. Right. I enjoy politics. I enjoy certain things in my life, right? I'm not a one-trick pony, but it doesn't change my life, right? But the Word of God has changes my life. Amen. And there's, like you said, you know, Romans 12, 2, you know, the, oh, ah, 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 you know, the transformation, the <laughs> renewing of your mind. And how is your mind renewed, right, through the Word, through the truth, um, and that's what people ultimately, as you said, you, you kind of wandered around, right? And you were doing the same things over and over and still suffering, trying to find. And basically, I think what we're all looking for is truth. And we want to know truth. We want to know there's people in this world right now that they don't trust anything because there's so much lies that we just want 
truth. And where do we get truth? truth. Starving. We get it from the Word of God. And that's what I tell my kids: never argue from an absolute truth, right? Unless you're talking about the Bible, right? Because there's not 100 percent of people that believe one thing or other. If you tell me everybody believes this, we've already lost an argument because that's not we can't factually prove that. Right? There's no factuals like that. But the God's word, we can be solid on yeah. right and it's god's his word is truth Take it to the bank every time oh um <laughs> so i i would like to read this uh philippians 3 12 uh, 14 but the verses that led me to this was actually the um where is the paper where did it go so it was actually the john 13 6 through 10 when he's washing um peter's feet mm. And so, but it led me to all these other verses because Cliff Notes will do that too. (laughs) You study Bible? Yeah, you go all around and then some. But I wanted to, uh, like, this was the Philippians 3, 12 through 14. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Mm. So I have not achieved the goal of Christ-likeness, but I continue to pursue it. So it's the the clear goal of doing one thing, pursuing Christ-likeness. I think that, so I used to get hung up like in depression and and, um, because of past accumulated sins, and I tended to dwell there. And um, in the FTL book, <laughs> we work through a part of forgiveness. And that's a tough, yes, a tough part and of it. It says, and nowhere in the Bible does it say that we are to forgive ourselves. Yep. Yep. True. And in the world, we are taught, well, you just got to forgive yourself. You know, like you just need more confidence, you just lack confidence. <laughs> And it, narcissistic. Yeah, yeah, it occurred to me like, no, that's not because then that's that's like creating. I'm the deity. Then I am God. Like I, and it never worked. Like who are well, you? Right? Yeah, there and but there's it never worked. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> and like that's like just it's very self-absorbed and it's it's it just it it never worked and I feel like. But the study notes on this, it said, so forgetting which are behind, right? And that's that the believer, this is out of the MacArthur Study Bible, the New King James Version, and it says that forgetting which are behind, the believer must refuse to rely on past virtuous deeds and achievements in ministry or to dwell on sins and failures. Because ultimately, that's to be distracted by the past that debilitates one's efforts in the presence in the present so and i feel like um we i could tend to i used to tend to dwell on those things and it's because i didn't have a source of forgiveness i i didn't know it was just trying to fill some crazy void that i just couldn't fill because only god could fill that for me only only coming to christ and placing my faith in him and all of those urges that I used to feel 
drifted away. And I can't even explain it because it, it did feel like it just felt supernatural to me because I, I honestly was was to the point where in my addiction that I was I was using, you know, off the off the shelf drugs just as like other people that I seen, like just trying to fill this void and block hmm. out everything and it was it was very bad. And it just one day it just as soon as I decided like I'm gonna submit and actually do and obey and not just, you know, like let it hang by the wayside did I feel free? And I placed, like, that, when I placed my faith in Christ and believed mm. is when I, I truly, honestly, felt free. I used to walk around and I used to see ads for people drinking or, you know, people socializing and drinking, and I used to feel like, wow, I'm such a loser, you know? Like, I can't even handle a drink. Like, I can't even, like, it, it used to make me, literally, and it, it saddens mm. me that I used to feel that way, but I used to feel like, wow, I'm like a child, you know? I can't even have a, a drink and just relax or unwind on, like, New Year's Eve, you know, and, like, mm, celebrate. But God took that away. Like, I don't feel that. I don't feel that. And that's pride talking, right? That's, like, me feeling like, oh, well, that, like, it's putting faith in a substance that, is not first like there's a quote that says first the man takes the drink and then the drink takes takes the man like you're placing you're worshiping something like you you need something to fill that and it's tonight yeah yeah christ is the answer but but i think all that started like you said because you, you, what you said is you were dwelling on your past things yeah and it all goes back to the battle is where in your mind mm-hmm. it all goes back to renewing your mind and then the scripture says, it says in Philippians 4, 8, it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, mm-hmm. which is important, whatsoever is honorable, whatsoever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there be any excellence, if any of these, if anything worthy of praise, think about these things or think on these things or meditate on these things. Because when you're meditating on your past sins, I mean, you're, you're starting to listen to lies from the devil like, oh, you can't clean that up, dude. Just keep doing what you're doing. That's no big deal. Or just a little bit of that, and that's fine. You can do that. Or, yeah, you should just go ahead and self-medicate. Or you can go ahead and do that. And you're listening to you're, you're listening to lies. And, and, and those lies turn manifest into, into the sin. And that's where mm-hmm. it turns into the drinking or to, you know, the buying the stuff off the shelf or whatever, like you said. Yeah. I mean... And when I look at just the verse that she said, right, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And I have this plaque on my desk. Um, and I think before Christ, what is your mark, right? Your mark could be your self-love, self, whatever it is, but it's all, your mark is the prize for you is yeah. try to find fulfillment on this earth, which this is the heaven of the lost, right? This is the heaven because there is no other when you're lost without Christ. And for us, we have a greater hope, right? We have a greater calling. We have a greater prize that we go to. And that's what he says. Don't don't look at the things that are behind, but press on towards the mark of right. God has called you, right, as a Christian. Um, and we are depressed. I mean, I like to run. I know it doesn't look like it. But my goal is to get home at this point, right? I go in a loop and I come back. And um, I have like a meeting in 30 minutes. So there's no walking. There's no stopping. I, I got to I got to get home, right? I got to make my mark. The same thing here as Christians, right? We have a mark to please our heavenly Savior. And I think the mark for all of us, you know, I would hope would be well done, that good and faithful servant, that God would look at us and be proud. 
And as much as we'd want the, you know, uh, our mom and dad or, you know, somebody we care about or husband, wife, whatever, to want us to be proud of us more. So I'd rather my God to say, you know, it's also well done, that good and faithful servant. You've ran a good race. And yeah. that's our, that's yeah. our calling. That's our prize. That's, that's what we're, should be laser focused on as we walk this earth. Uh, just, I didn't mention, like, I'm talking about self over here, but it's, it's really to, to be Christ-like is really for the, for others, for the salvation of others is to show Christ, us in Christ, Christ in us working through us. And it shows others the way it helps to point to Christ. Um, there was a note that I had in here of, um, I had to look it up cause I didn't know this word apostasy. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's like, you know, like I don't want to show or for me, when I heard that word, I was thinking, you know, like hypocrisy, like it's, you know, it's when, you know, Christians fall away and they, 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 you can't pick and choose what you want to obey and what you don't want to obey and things like that. But, um, we're human and we live in our flesh. So we have to come to Christ and we have to ask for forgiveness and, um, come back into unification and 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 do obey what the Bible says. Um, I just wanted to to highlight that like how are, how are you to know like you know like how you're supposed to conduct yourself or how you're supposed to act? Well, let's all revert back to the Bible and it's um, so when it says in Acts twenty six eighteen from darkness to light. I just wanted to focus on obviously the dark the dark would be easy <laughs> to kind of. Um, defined, but I looked up light on the Merriam-Webster dictionary, and I just thought this was interesting. I shared it with my son Keon too, and he was like, "Ooh, I didn't know that." You know, like so. These were the the definitions that I wrote down. So it's something that makes vision possible. It's a spiritual illumination. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And, Amen. Um, it's enlightenment. It's the it's reaching out and gro- groping for the pathway to the light. It's, it's reaching for the truth. It's truth. It's something that enlightens or informs. It's to shed light on the problem. Lights a set of principles, standards, or opinions. A noteworthy person in a particular place or field. Lighthouse. Beacon. Lighthouse. What's a lighthouse? It's a structure with a powerful light that gives a continuous or intermittent signal to navigators. Beacon. Another signal for guidance. A source of light or inspiration. Who, who does that sound like? It's Christ. Amen. Jesus. Well, and that's where we go back to the verse, right? To me, in my, and when I say that verse, "behold" mm-hmm. is emphasized because that's what happens, right? Behold, all things become new, and when you turn the light of Jesus Christ on in your life, He starts showing you things that you've been doing wrong or you've been lost. And then showing things about himself. So Rebecca was meeting with somebody from an old church, and she's talking about just her husband and things that were not going so well. Um, and, I mean, I've known this person for a long time, right? And still struggling with, to me, maybe not even saved, right? And the benefit of salvation is, I mean, obviously we are forever joined with Christ, right? We are forever destined to be with him. But it's also the relationship we have, right? People are like, well, it's not a get out of hell, get out of hell card, right? It is. That's part of it. But more importantly, like, so we had a, you know, you get married and you have a beautiful wedding or whatever, and that's nice. But the the point of it is like you get to live, you committed to each other for all eternity. 
Um, and the, the point of this, of our relationship with Jesus Christ, our salvation is that every day, every moment, we can get to walk with him in the trials of life, right? In the fiery, fiery furnaces, in the disappointments, in the, the joyous moments, right? We get to rejoice with him. Um, and this life is hard, period, whether you're saved or not. But it's a whole lot easier with Jesus Christ, the light of the world, right? With, and I just think of that when I say behold, to me, it's like behold, like my life was behold to when I got saved, right? It changed my destiny and it changed my whole, should change my whole outlook on how I look at life as opposed to when I was a not a believer. And it doesn't happen right away. Mm-hmm. Some free, For some people, like the Apostle Paul, right? He was blinded, knocked off, like, wow, it was a, but not everybody, it, sometimes it takes years, to get to that point where like, like for you, right, things just started to click and you're like, wow, well, I'm going to just commit to Jesus Christ and I'm going to start doing my best to live for him. And then, wow, you start seeing change. And then your whole family, right, your kids, um, like if you talk to Heather, you're going to be talking to your kids about acts. Five years ago, you'd be like, you're out of your mind. Like, that's crazy. It wouldn't right? have, yeah, probably never been really a thought. But who can do that? God. Yeah, Absolutely. He turns the light on for you because he is the light. Amen. And in him, there's no darkness, right? That's what the Bible tells us. Amen. He's devoid, right? And all light does is push out darkness, right? Mm -hmm. And so just like this world, our laws are based on light and darkness. And people think there is no God, then how do we have morality? God is our moral compass, whether you agree with it or not. Because if I have, we all have our own truth and we truly believe that then nobody would lock their doors, right? Because if you feel like coming right. to my house and that's your truth, go right ahead. But none of us would succumb to that type of thinking, even though we would, we would, we would say we have our own truth. That's not true. And just like Pastor said this on Sunday, right? He said, we could all say we love God or we fear God, but do we live like it? Right. We can all say we love God, but do we live like we love God? Because he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Right. And that's where the rubber meets the road in our sanctification process. Is love, you know, I cheat on my wife, but I love her. Like, no, you don't, right? That's not love. That's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take our last break and we'll be right back. Are you looking to apply God's truth in a practical way to your everyday life? Stay in the Fight is a weekday devotional written by Sasso Mendez. This short three-minute read looks at a verse of scripture and applies it to life in a very real and transparent way. Sasa's blog-style writing is humorous, relatable, and a great way to align your thoughts with God's Word. Visit stayinthefight.online and subscribe to get notified by email when it releases each weekday. Stay in the Fight is a great way to keep God in your focus, and it's easy to share with others. That's stayinthefight.online. Welcome back. We are now back, and we're we're, we're going to just talk about some some practical things now. Um, you know, Heather, you've talked about a lot of we've talked all talked about a lot of things tonight on on sanctification and growing in Christ. And um, but we just kind of want to cover like some some practical things, like how how does this look when when the rubber meets the road? How does this look? And and, and I know a lot of we're going to nip something in the bud right away because a lot of people will say, "Well, I just don't have the time. I don't have the time to get into the Word. I don't have time to pray." I don't have time to fellowship with other Christians, or I, and and these are, I'm sorry, they're excuses. They're they're really excuses. I've made these excuses, and Heather brought up a really good point a while ago, and there's you know there's a, 
there's an app on your phone. If you have an Apple, it's called Screen Time. I'm not sure what it's called on Android. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't used it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but it it, it sanctification it, test. Yeah, no. <laughs> but it but it tells Ooh. you it tells you what how much time you're spending on apps. And and Sasso and I were just talking a little bit ago, and we get this report right before church. Right before church <laughs> on, on Sunday, Sunday morning. On Sunday morning. So. So we know, and, and that's and that's the reality of it. I, I'm I'm guilty of this. I, I've spent more time in social media um, than I have in, in the Word, and 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 that's that's a horrible thing because now I'm filling myself like we spoke earlier. I'm filling my brain with garbage. I'm filling my brain with things that don't matter, with things that are not eternal, and and I could be filling my my mind with 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 God's scripture, with things that are true, and and so we just kind of want to talk about some practical things, some practical ways you guys can. Um, can get into the word and, and pray because these are probably the most important um, concepts that you can do as a Christian to grow in Christ. So, Heather, what do you what do you have? So, I I want to speak on um, praying for a second because I don't know. There's who knows who's listening, and I know that even with my kids, sometimes you know they're still learning and and growing, and they might not have the confidence to feel like well, I don't really know how to pray, right? So I think that's, so that's, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. So in Freedom That Last, like it, it really breaks it down, right? Pray is to praise, we praise him. R is to repent, we we confess and we forsake our sins to, to Christ, to God, we, we confess it. And A is to ask, we ask for either for ourselves, you know, for spiritual growth, wisdom, knowledge, for for others, for their salvation, for God's will to be shown to us in our in our lives. Um, why is to yield? And this one, this one's great because it's to to give up. What do you need to forsake or to give up something that you're stubbornly holding on to? And I remember when I first started yeah. off in Freedom That Last, it was like. I don't know, like I would say like little obsessions or things that I was doing and then then it dawned on me and it's like, oh, that's all that all comes into compass of my pride and my ego. It's I I lay down my will, Lord. I I force I don't want like not my will, but your will, Lord, be done. And that's like been my Every time I just, I can always come back to like, it always ends up for me personally anyway, it falls under that. It's like my pride and my ego, my way, not your way. I want, I want this for me and for my comfort, whatever it may be. Um, so and that, that bond helps us to draw nearer to God. And when we pray, it's our personal, personal time with God. And, um, that helps us to, to get closer to him. You got to, like you said, was prioritizing prioritizing your time with God and um whether like you said whether that's you fit him in you just make time you like okay well maybe your time is all the way filled up I I don't know I, I haven't met anybody whose time is filled all the way up I did hear somebody I can't remember who it was say that he put a bible on his toilet like the back of the toilet I can't do it I, I wouldn't do that either because it's gr- to me that's like, eh. but but I you can always place it. You can always place the Bible though somewhere, 
Okay, maybe you have somewhere where you hang your keys up or your or your phone or your purse or on your night nightstand or anywhere for subtle reminders. Heck, okay, well, you hear about, oh, well, let's draw like positive affirmations on my mirror. So I'm looking and I'm reciting them. Well, how about you draw a Bible verse on your mirror? Maybe every like every week you have like, so you're meditating on God's word throughout the week and that will help you to memorize uh, memorize a verse. I mean, we all get up in the morning, we brush our teeth, right? Hopefully. So we can do that. Two and a half minutes a day. We can do that. <laughs> no, I think it's, I think that's, that's practical. Um, prayer has always been kind of a, a mysterious thing to me because you know, it says in the scriptures that God knows what you need before you even ask. So right. why, why do I got to ask? But I think there's obviously there's, there's some things about prayer. I mean, like you were talking about the acronym PRAY, P-R-A-Y, you know, the yield one. I mean, that's that's submission, right? That's ultimate submission. It's ultimate God. submission to God. Like, wh- what do I need to yield to you? And so that's what? That's causing you to, to be humble. Like, you have to be humble if you're going to submit. You have to be obedient if you're going to submit. And so it really causes you to um, get in a state of humility. What do I need to submit? I need to give up whatever it is. Um, and then you have the ask. Well, if he already knows, but I think asking it, what it, what it does is it, um, it forces you to think of other people because we're so selfish. All we do is think about us or me, but if I'm praying for so-and-so who has cancer or I'm praying for so-and-so that has some kind of illness, I'm, you know, it's, it's building a love and a care for that person. Right. I mean, so, so God knows what he's doing when he tells us to pray. It's not just some sort of act that we got to go through or some sort of process that we've got to go through. Um, I think there's purpose behind it as well. Um, And I think it is very important to pray. And it's, it's definitely, it's one of those things where like, like this morning I got up first thing I didn't, I didn't brush my, I did brush my teeth eventually, but I got up and walked my dog because she, man, I get up and she just wants to go for a walk. She starts crying at me and stuff. So I take her for a walk, but I go outside and it's beautiful. I see this beautiful sunrise and and I'm just like, Lord, thank you. Like, and that's prayer, right? I mean, it's talking to God. Like I'm just, I'm being thankful for his creation. It's just, it's beautiful. And I'm I'm walking, I'm thinking about the Lord and things of the Lord. And so I think you, you really don't have an excuse not to pray. You can pray in the car while you're driving. Just don't close your eyes, but you can pray in the car. Uh, you can you can pray when you're when you're at work. I know there's there's times where I'm frustrated and and maybe the prayer goes something like Lord, I just need help right now. Like it's not something super elaborate, but I've just prayed. You know, maybe asked, you, yeah, maybe you don't even know what you need. But I have this plaque mm-hmm. on my wall that Christ hears our par- prayers even when we don't know what to pray. Right. When we don't understand ourselves, you can still say to God, Lord, I don't know what I need. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But you know what I need. And I think prayer is not always talking yeah. to God. I think it's taking quiet moments to reflect on him and have him speak to you Yeah. Um, to know what to pray, right? And you, we rush into it many times when it's not a time to be rushed into. We just have right. to be still mm-hmm. and know that I am Lord. That's a verse in the Bible, right? And just to be still, to be quiet, to be for him and speak to me and you know, what, what do I need to pray for? And I, I, so to me, my kind of habit is just every morning when I wake up, I'm thankful for a new life, a new day that he's awakening me because one day I'm not going to wake up mm-hmm. and I'm gone. Um, and, I, you know, I have a bed, I have legs, I can, I can get up and walk and think and uh, a job that I have and your spouse that's laying next to you. And just that's kind of my first, you know, 10, 15 minutes of the day, just thanking him and praising him. 
Um, and then just having time in the word, right? If I got to go to work early, then I make sure I got to get up 30 minutes before so I can spend time in the Bible. Um, and I would say I'm relatively busy, um, but I know that I, I need that time. And it, to me, if you don't pray, you don't read the word, you're telling God, I don't need you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not important to me today. My work's important. Eating a meal is important. Going on social media is important, but you're just not important. You're not a priority for right, me today. Right, right. And he's saying, you can't live, you can't live without me. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? And how foolish we are when we, and just like I said, right, nobody would say, I don't love God, but we sure would live like it. Right. And we sure, we, our lives surely would say, I don't love God. Reflect it. And the same thing here. Nobody would say, I don't, yeah, of course I need God. Well, do you pray? No. Do you read your Bible? I'm too busy. Then you don't need God. You're yeah, fine. Yeah. Another, another way I, that just um, came to mind, because like I used to listen to really like, you know, rap music and stuff and I'd work out because I felt like I had to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> to get in the zone. Yeah, get um, <laughs> so no, but I bet I have a, a cr- Christian workout mix now that I listen to while I'm working out. So like, okay, do you clean your house? Well, do maybe some of you run, maybe some of you work out. Well, you could, you can put on some worship music. You can clean the house to, to something that's, you're still pray you're praising the Lord and your minds are still being lifted up onto things that are above. Mm. So, yeah. You can listen to a podcast, you know, like the Abundant Life podcast. You, can, yeah. you know, you can listen to a sermon. Yeah, absolutely. You there's can. fifty-two out there. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, there's a lot of things you can listen to. Absolutely, I, I totally agree with that. There's Especially time. in our society today, right? You have time. You go all kind of messages. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you can download sermon audio, and there's oh, some great. phenomenal yeah. messages, top notch, phenomenal messages that you can just search by topic, by Bible verse, by. I mean, there's so we have access to so much knowledge of God out there that we just, man, you know, we choose, we, we're, we're making conscience effort not to, it's like you said, we're saying, God, I don't have time for you. And, and it's, and that's true. Yeah. Maybe it's we just true. don't want to be convicted of the sins that we so desperately hang on to because it's just become a habit. It's become the way of life for us. And it's a comfort at this yeah. point. We just fill our time with anything but God because yeah. God convicts us. We don't feel good. Yeah. We want the easy way. We mm. want we want what feels good. Make excuses. The world the world will make you feel good. Yeah, bro. It'll lie to you, but it'll lie to you, but it'll, it'll, no, you, but it'll make yeah. you feel good. You think, you yeah. think, you yeah. think. It's a pleasure island, fall. and you look like a donkey, Dan. So the other one, you know, we <laughs> talked about praying, which I think is totally key. I think so. Good call, Heather. So I think the other one is the obvious is to get in the Word. I mean, if you're not in the Word. You're, I don't know. You're just, it's like you said, you're, you know, how does God speak to you? Well, he speaks to you through his word. When you read God's word, like you said, it's God's two lips, the old Testament and the new Testament. And when, you know, I've I've heard someone say, when you open the Bible, it's like looking at, at the face of God. I mean, it's, you're, you're reading his word. It was inspired by him. He, he wrote through men, but it was, it's his word. And so we have to be in that word. We have to be filling our minds with that word. Yes. Well, when we look at the, 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 the Bible, right, it's I don't know of any other way to what do I do. And at different times, it means different things, right? And in times of sorrow, um, you know, verse that I've read a thousand times means something different to me. Right. Different stages of my life, you know, maybe when I'm retired or maybe I'm disabled, God speaks to me differently. We have the Holy Spirit that works within us yes. to reveal yes. to us what God is trying to speak to us that day of our life. Uh, and I always say the word of God is just, it's like looking at an animal 
And, you know, you could be looking at the head of the animal. I'm looking at the, the back end of the animal and I see something very different than you. It's the same animal. We just, it's a different perspective that the Holy Spirit gives us each day mm-hmm. as we draw on God's word. And you'd be amazed as you talk to people one-on-one and you're just maybe, you're informally counseling them how God will bring you his truth to share with yeah. somebody a verse. Like, yeah. have you done this? Because we so much look for worldly advice when God's like, all the advice is here. Yeah, I just, it's, that's, I don't know, that's the, I think that's the question that we should be asking ourselves. Well, do you have, do you have questions? Are you, well then, are you seeking? Are you seeking? Do you want to know God's will for your life? Do you want to hear God's word being spoken to you? A lot of the times I hear people say, I just, I want to hear God speak to me, like, but I just don't feel him. I don't feel his presence. Like he's a, he, I feel basically abandoned. Well, are you seeking? Are you seeking? If you're seeking, you're going to find yourself being drawn to God's word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the, the, the blog post you wrote about, I never, I, I was always here. You know, God's, God's always changed. there. He never abandons you. He's always with you. Um, it's us that we're drawn away by the things of the world. We're drawn by our flesh to the things of the world. And but when we focus in on on His Word, we like you said, Heather, we're drawn. We're drawn to Him. We're 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 focused on Him. We're. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. I, I, there's times where I wake up in the morning, and I'll be honest, like I don't feel like reading my Bible. Um, but when I do, after I do it, I'm just like, bro, that was that was some good eating. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. And and it, and He is. And and I, I've I've never walked away from reading the Bible thinking, man, I wasted you know time. Like I've never walked away from. Every time it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be in His Word. And in, and you know it's funny. I, I bought Diane the uh, the Thompson Chain reference, which I was going to recommend. It Phenomenal to you. Bible. You will you will be one going on rabbit trails with verses like. Nobody's business. I think I showed you one time in pastor's class. The cross. Yeah, yeah, down. I yeah. saw it. The pictures where yeah. I was like, what's that? Top notch. <laughs> yeah, Diane's been going nuts with it. Like, she's just going all over the Bible. So she that's her new favorite Bible. It's her new favorite tool. Um, but, yeah, it really is. It's You really get into it. And, it's you know, she was talking to me about a verse today. And then it got me thinking about that verse. And then I thought, well, let me just read the whole chapter. And I did. I read the whole chapter. So I'm studying the first chapter of James. And I've read that chapter a hundred times 200 times i don't know a thousand times um and i still find new things in there i still find things that just hit me a different way it's like wow and that's the power of god's word yeah it's just the power of his word it's an amazing thing we can't exhaust it right no you won't and you won't and you said you you know you feel like a baby christian but guess what pastor shawl he's a seasoned i mean he's got a doctorate degree and i mean He's, he, he knows more Bible than I do. I mean, hands down. And he said just the other day, he's like, I still learn every day from what, what I read in the Bible. And that's truly amazing because that just means God's word is exhaustible. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, and I think, there, I think there's one other one I, I, I'll mention. It, and I think that's just Christian fellowship. Like, I think you need to surround yourselves with, with other Christian believers. If you're surrounding yourselves with, um, you know, people that don't love God or people that are antagonists to God or um, people yeah. that just enjoy their sin. Uh, I would, <laughs> I would highly recommend you find some new friends. Yeah. We're called to edify one another and through God's word. And that comes through also fellowship. I think that um, 
I feel as though, so I, I feel so blessed to be able to have found the church that we found at Northwest Valley Baptist Church, to be able to land, have landed where we landed. Um, my lack of trust in people, and the Bible doesn't say place your trust in man, mm. but my lack of trust in people, and um, no matter what though, Christians, we're, we're human, and we are of flesh. So it's not like you're going to go in there and, and nobody is going to ever do something that may offend you or you need to go in there and understand that we're human. And um, so to place somebody, I, I just remembered being judgmental, like, okay, the, they're just going to judge me or being so self-fixed on, fixated on what others are going to, how their people are going to view me or whatever. And it, it does keep you um, at a distance from other people and from the fellowship. But if you are focused on pleasing the Lord, you're not going to be focused on what other people are thinking or saying or doing. If somebody wrongs you, you just be reminded that God is who you're, Christ's heart is what you're after. You're not after other people. So you're not, don't let it divert you. If you walk into a church and, and somebody wrongs you, don't take that as a, um, an excuse to no longer fellowship or to back away from Christ because God says, you know, man fails fails man will fail you i even told my kids this i said no 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 don't don't i am going to fail you um what i want you to grow a relationship to know god because even though man will fail you god's gonna be there and you will fail man oh yeah (laughs) right yes so and i think man back to i really cringe and we we hear people say i don't like people I can't stand to be around other people. And to me, that's ungodly because um, we are called to be part of the, we, the body of Christ, right? You have a skill set where you're a pivotal part of our church, right? You help a lot with the website, and that's because God's giving you those gifts to be that part of the body of Christ, right? Um, we all play a role in the body of Christ. And for us to say, I don't want, I want to be hermit, to me, and we've heard people say, I don't no, like did. people. People, people disappoint me, people make me mad. Not seen in yourself. I mean, I was just having lunch with somebody this Sunday, and they said, I don't trust people. I don't like to be around people um, because we're vulnerable. I'm like, of course we are. But if we're hurt, right, that's Jesus Christ was, yeah. this, you know, I mean, they crucified him, and he was willing to give of himself. And I think that's so selfish when we say, I don't like people, or I can't stand people, or people disappoint me. Okay, they are. But the fact of the matter is we disappointed the people. And just somebody asked me, you know, was asking me, do you think God could forgive Jeffrey Dahmer? Because it would, if Jeffrey Dahmer asked to be saved right before he died, would, would he go to heaven? And I said, if God cannot forgive Jeffrey Dahmer, he surely could not forgive me. Right. Right. That's, right. that's, I'm wicked too. Yeah. Um, and I think we just, we look at people like it's so wicked, but we fail to see ourselves mm-hmm. yeah, and how God accepts us into his family. He does, ah, mm-hmm. the heaven, heaven's full, you know, no occupancy, you know, <laughs> no vacancy here. And I just, and we know people, right, that have said that to us. Like, I don't like, I don't like to be around other people. Yeah. And I think that's, that's I, a pretty I selfish like that. and ungodly. Yeah. That's an ungodly view. Yeah. I was like that. Most yeah, definitely. Shame it's like the hermit, you know, like antisocial, didn't want to be around anybody, but I was also fixated on myself, 
you know, I had a lot of anxiety and stuff and you can contribute it to, well, uh, childhood trauma and all these things. And sure, it played a part. But at the end of the day, you got to face yourself in the mirror and it, it comes down to, well, what am I focusing on myself? Well, if I have social anxiety, okay, that, that sure is a strong feeling, but it's, it's magnified because I'm, I'm focusing on oh, myself. When God can break those chains. Yep. And that's why I like the meal at Freedom the Last, where we can yes. talk and chop it up and just uh, fellowship, encourage. Freedom the Last, you know, yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow, six thirty. Yeah. Friday night, if we this gets released next week, yeah, oh. it'll still be Friday next week as well. Yeah, yeah. we'll try to get this released <laughs> the okay. same day. Well, you better release it, you know, like yeah. <laughs> time it out or cut it out, <laughs> cut, edit. Yeah, it'll come out sometime next week, I imagine. Yeah, it'll be out next week. <laughs> so I'll leave you guys with a couple of verses here. So to sum up actually what we're talking about here, I'm going to go to Acts 2.42, which says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And it's everything that we're talking about right now. The apostles' teaching was teaching what? God's word. Get, get in God's word, okay? You, we all Amen. have 1,440 minutes every day. You can't tell me that you don't have 15 minutes to give to God because you do. I know you do, okay? And that goes for me too. Okay. But the apostles teaching and the fellowship, we're just talking about fellowshipping with other Christians and being around um, godly people and to the breaking of bread mm-hmm. and the prayers. We love to break bread together, don't we? Potluck. <laughs> we had mariachis tonight. We broke it. Broke uh, a burrito. And, uh, that's, that, that's a new King James burrito. The, old King, the King James is bread. Yep. And, uh, and then the prayers. So be sure you're praying. Get on those knees. We're out there. You know, it's funny. I had my... I had, an, I had an aunt that passed away, and she um, she had this little pad that she would kneel down by her bed every night, and it was, I mean, it was, had these, indented. like, indented. I mean, she was on that thing. She was praying, and, and the cool thing is, I think, I, I, I believe this. I don't know that's true, but I believe that it was her prayers that brought me to salvation. Amen. I believe that. I don't know. Praise God. I'm going to leave you guys with this final verse. It's Philippians 2.12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed so now not only as in my presence is the apostle Paul t- teaching or, or uh, uh, talking but much more in my absence work out your own salvation with tr- with fear and trembling so we need we need to uh, we need to do some work we need we need to grow in Christ uh, being a Christian is not a it's not a spectator sport you can't just you can't just sit on the couch and uh, not do nothing because you're not growing. Uh, you, you, you can't, you can't drink milk forever. You need to feast on some, on some spiritual meat. So, Amen. um, so my challenge, our challenge to you is just to grow, grow, Amen. grow in Christ. Amen. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the, uh, abundant live podcast. You can visit us at abundantlife.fm. Check us out on social media. We'll try to get better at that. And, if, and again, I'll throw this out there again. If anybody out there is interested in doing some social media management, please contact us at abundantlife.fm. Are donating for the camera. We still got a little bit to go to get a camera. We so. still are trying to get a camera. Yes, if if you can, so. we love we'd love to uh, uh, take your donation. If not, even just your prayers, uh, we would we would be uh, thrilled with that. And with that, we're going to leave you. Uh, if you if this uh, episode has been a, a blessing to you, would you please um, hit that like button on YouTube and subscribe on YouTube? And uh, see you, thank- Alan. <laughs> and so uh, thank you guys for listening and we will see you in the next episode bye for now bye for now thank you for listening to the abundant life podcast we pray you were blessed by today's episode please visit us online at abundantlife.fm until next time may god bless you